1: Bill's podcast. I'm an adult. I know what I'm about. Welcome everybody to another edition of the Rock Pal Report Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Gear. It's my producer Chris Krueger. In studio with us tonight, Doug Roloski. Hello, everyone. Doug Roloski, football coach extraordinaire. He's a, uh, what do you want to call that? a humanitarian? Yeah, I love the kids, man. Knows most of, <laughs> knows most not of like my... Not like Michael Jackson. No, 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 not that kind. Knows most of my dirty laundry? All of it, pretty much, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's, it's always fun talking about just almost anything. We're just a good hang. We are. You just had a pool party on, on uh, Saturday.
2: Yeah. 77 people ended up showing up.
1: And it's a good hang. And what I love, Chris, is that all the guys who don't know, like me and Davinny, walk into, you know, we'll get a hold of Doug the next day and they're like, oh, those guys. We got to invite those guys to a party sometime. Yep. Yeah. We're a good hang. I don't care what anybody says.
2: No, and we didn't even get into the story about when you got locked into the subway with the homeless dude. Like, there's just an untapped amount of things that we can talk about, of things that we've
1: all done. Okay, Chris, I don't know how much you know about this story. Never heard of it. I'll tell it once. So, we're in D.C., we're leaving a. Uh, we've had a lot to drink over the course of a day, and like now. We're in a Nationals we're, game. We're in a Nationals game. It uh, goes late extra innings with the Blue Jays. I think it ended in the 14th inning. And here's what, first of all, here's the first thing that pissed me off. I stormed out of the game because they stopped selling beer in the seventh inning and we were here for an extra seven innings. Right. This is ridiculous. Baseball stinks. So I'm like, screw this. I'm leaving. We left in the 11th inning. The game goes to 14 innings. And now me and like three of the other guys who were with me, who were just like to hell with this, we're leaving. We get on the train and, and we're all sitting there, like, just talking bullshit. And I, you know, we're actively talking about it. We're like, man, screw those guys who stayed. hmm. Screw them. You know, what do they know? Well, turn around and look. They're all in the car with us because that's how the trains work in DC. Like, the, the, Chris, you were just there not that long ago. I mean I was the, near the, it. The green line, the red line. Did you did you have a chance to take any of those while you were down there?
3: No, we stayed in Bethesda and then went over to Alexandria. That's where Mets
2: and Uncle live. Yep. That's where we stayed Bethesda.
1: Yeah, we actually I think we stayed in Rockville. Yeah, it, Rockville one of them, at yeah. the Hilton. The, 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 that was this was this time. So we get on the train, we're headed back and obviously because it's so late at night there's not that many people. We get to the final stop. We are actually the last stop on the car. We sure are. And we look and there's this guy who he did. I'm not talking about like paper bag drinking on a stoop homeless, but he's homeless. This guy, you look at him and it's like he's passed out. You don't sleep that comfortably on a train unless you do it pretty often. Yeah, He's
2: he's 100 percent
1: homeless. And he smells like the inside of a bottle of like E&J. And I don't know why, but for some reason, I was like, guys, guys, you know, it'll be funny. One of you probably said it. And, Chris, it's that thing where someone says something to me when I'm hammered and I just make it my own thought. Where I'm like, hey, guys, I had this awesome idea, but it's not actually mine. I just steal it because I'm a narcissist like that. I decided it was a good idea to get my picture taken from the outside of the train. I go, you know what will look real cool in our photo album is me getting a picture with this homeless guy who's sleeping on the thing. Yeah. So they all leave the train. (laughs) I'm inside the train.
2: He stays to take his picture.
1: They snap the photo and the lights in the train shut off and all of the doors close because this is the final stop for the train and it's powering down for the night uh-huh and then the guy wakes up Drew's locked in a subway car those lights with shut a homeless off man chris those lights shut off his eyes popped open like someone rang the bell for the first round of 12 and the look on his face, I was like, oh, no. I'm going to have to fight my way out of here. But
2: I just want everyone to know, I want the picture to be clear. It's not pitch black. The emergency lights are above them throughout the whole train, those little, what like, orange, on yellowish face, ones. When you knew that you were alone with him and he woke up, you had that look just, here we go. Oh, oh no. Here we go. This is this is, has to happen. It's me or him. And we're just sitting there. I light us. I don't even attempt to help you and open the door. I light a cigarette. I light a parliament. And Matt's like, what are we going to do? I go, we're gonna have a cigarette, and we're gonna see how this plays out. <laughs> we're gonna watch real life bum fights. We're going we Drew's a big boy. He just ate. He's got. <laughs> he he's came. got. He's got. You know, liquid in his body. He's good to go. This homeless guy can't have any strength. What? has he had a corner of a hot dog today? Like Drew's just gonna overpower him. So I had to make sure that.
1: Yeah, and what ended know? up? Luckily, <laughs> luckily there was other people with a little more sense than Doug who helped me force the train doors open real quick before that guy knew what was going on, and we be, We we beat feet out of
2: there. Yeah, I thought for sure you definitely could have taken them though. Like that was that was a win for you all
1: day. That was that was a mess. It was a mess. That was awesome. I'm just happy I'm here today to tell the story. So good, man. <laughs> Although if I if if someone had to come back and tell my parents, now figure at the time I had no girlfriend, no significant other, wasn't married. It would have been me. If if Doug, well, if Doug had to come home, Chris, and be the one to tell my parents, like Drew died in Washington D.C. this weekend, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, what happened?" And he's got to be the one to be like, "Listen, we thought it was gonna be funny."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> we exactly. We really what thought I it was too. gonna be funny. I would have been on your parents' porch, just like that, just. <laughs> Listen, we thought he could take the homeless guy. We didn't know the homeless guy had a knife. And he had, like, not a butter knife. He had, like, a Rambo knife.
1: It was, we didn't right. know he was packing a K-Bar. Right. It was an oversight on our part. We're really sorry. Drew's gone. I mean,
2: you got 18
1: <laughs> other sons.
2: Everyone's going to be okay.
1: You know what the funny thing is, though? Here's the worst part. My parents came to me in my early 20s about my reckless decision-making.
2: You mean like, after they saw a picture of duct-taped drinks to your hand?
1: Oh, no. Well, after that, uh, just when I moved home and, you know, they realized, hey, we, we co-signed this jackass's student loans. Um, my dad threw that at me, or I remember someone, I think actually it was my mom. She brought it up. She was like, if something happens to you, you know, you, your father co-signed those loans. Like, what, you're going to stick us with the debt? You should calm down and step... So I took out a term life insurance policy.
2: That's what they're worried about. If something happens to their son. I think (laughs) in
1: her mind, uh, to defend my mother, she loves me. I know that. I think in her mind she thought if she threw the financial implications of my poor choices at me like that, it would change the way I saw things. And it did. I just bought an insurance policy so that no one would get screwed over when I got stabbed by a homeless guy on a on a train in D.C.
2: Do you think your mom and dad actually had a conversation one night in bed, like just sitting up when you were like 18, 19? Be like, look, this fucker's going to die way before us. So how are we going to handle this? Like, do you think that the conversation actually happened? I think it did. I really do. I think at some point they're like, look, he's going to die young. I've had a so lot of people, we need to
1: know how to take care of this. I've had a lot of people look at me just apropos of nothing and say things. Um, there was a guy, my friend Neil, who was friends with in college, who was, he, he was their resident like wild man. And it's like 3 o'clock, we're at some burger bar in Starkville, Mississippi, and I've been drinking whiskey for three days. I, I haven't taken my sunglasses off just wire to wire, boozing. And he looks at me. I said something. And he looked casually as I, I order a pitcher of beer for the table and a pitcher of beer for myself. And he just looked at me and goes, man, you get kicked out of a lot of places. I bet. And it's like, surprisingly, no. Why does everyone just assume that all these bad things happen to me? You just they should.
2: should. You're, you're you're a normal. You're a normal. That's why I love you. You're normally just loud talking and animated, but it gets tenfold when you're drunk and it becomes like, a, but I used to
1: just be, it becomes the guy aggressive, could, but I used to be the guy who could manage that just around the clock. You can't know. Not now. Now I'm no. old. I'm washed up. Are you kidding me?
2: No, you're on your way out. <sighs> we're yeah, done no. We're finished I'm fi- I'm in peak condition
1: I was I was Johnny Depp In Fear and Loathing In Las Vegas For b- b- whole Years of my 20s Like th-
2: I can't replicate that You drank a lot of Max Ice <laughs> <A> Oh <lot of laughs>
1: father You drank a lot of Max Ice cans bro Chris the Pounders Max Ice Pounders Went to the gas station One time after a breakup A lot Grabbed like got got, Grabbed like
2: 18 of them
1: Got Because they were Only $2.45 I,
2: I know You came back With Wilson Farms Bags full of
1: Max Ices <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get over a breakup yeah you do- two dozen chicken wings two dozen two orders of chicken wings like probably a dozen max ice is one of the worst hangovers of all time that'll set you right hitting the heavy bag in the middle <laughs> of the night. heavy bag at four o'clock in the morning No one wants to come sweating down and, out max ice and meat <laughs> no one wants to come down and stop me no see I'm, I'm a more sophisticated man now look at me i'm drinking out of what i now know because of chris is a coupe.
2: A coupe? That's the type of glass it
1: is, Chris? And you are drinking out of a Nick and Nora, and I'm really upset that I know that.
2: You know, I'm a little upset, Chris, that the video's not on and I can't see Drew on camera like this. Look, he's got the pinky out again. Yeah, Every time I'm on, he has the pinky It's the
1: only way to hold this damn thing. What, do you want me to wrap it around the bottom like
2: a... I mean, it's 2023, so be man-ish. Okay? (laughs) Be be man-ish.
1: Next thing you know, I'm going to have a man bun and... I'm gonna come in here with skinny jeans on. Well, I you already man have bottom. man. You yeah, an ironic scarf. You already have man boobs.
2: So <laughs> I have that man. Boobs. <laughs> I do too. That's Go right. team
1: man boobs. That's it, baby. So Doug, our wives are still. First hot, of all, so Doug, I'm take sure. a sip of what you got in front of you. Let's see what Chris made for us tonight.
2: There's no roofies in this, is there, Chris? No, Drew's already
1: had that cocktail. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that before the Jets game? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Crawling across my front so yard. The first
2: thing I get of this is mint. Yeah. Right across the way. Ooh,
1: mint. And I'm assuming there's gin in
2: there, right? Mint, gin, and is there simple syrup? And uh, St. Germain. Three out of four. I wouldn't have got what
3: the St. Germain. This is
2: excellent, dude. Excellent work.
3: Did you yeah. use the beef No, but aloe and cucumber gin.
1: Okay. This has a smell of... What does it smell like to you? Horse nut. I almost got black licorice off of it, but I know that's not it. There's something... Your pinky way okay so this drink is orange in color it's got a little bit of uh there's citrus but there's also a there's citrus and there's a tang but then there's also something that's balancing it out there it's dark almost got like a nutty thing going on with it Chris what is this
3: it is called champs Elise which is French I'll try that we oui, it, oui. it has lemon juice okay ango simple syrup okay green chartreuse and
1: cognac. The, the cognac. See, that's the dark. So there's, good, your, man. there's your tart. The that's con- good. What is cognac? Cognac. Like, like there's. OK, so there's bourbon. There's scotch. There's like I'm thinking of all of the different things that I've. But, but what is Cognac.
2: All I know is it's it's an expensive the type of ap- brandy. it's an expensive okay, so it's right. after dinner drink.
1: Now, what I know, I've only had cognac once in my entire life outside of this. And I was it was the one liquor store that was open in North Collins. A guy used to own it that we lovingly referred to as Stinky. When he passed away Yeah, Stinky, the liquor store, I never knew his real name. When he passed away, a Russian guy bought it. Okay. That and in this North Collins, you said? Yeah. Oh, okay. Russian guy buys it. It's the only liquor store in town. So obviously everyone starts going there and I go in there the one day and I'm like, just talking about how I'm looking for something for me and my buddies to drink by the pool. And I, because we'd been swimming, I didn't bring my ID. And when I first walked in, he was like, it turns out this guy's sitting behind the counter, just sucking down cognac all day. So is he smoking in the
2: store. Tell me, he's smoking in the
1: probably. Store. I love that. It always smelled man. like cigarettes in there, so I'm sure. I love that. I go in there and he's like giving me. He just pulls a bottle out from behind the counter and pours me a shot and him a shot. He goes, "You trees, What about cognac? You try cognac?" And he pours some, and I rip it, and I'm like, "Wow, all right, and whatever." And he goes, "You try again. You know, like you try. Try again. You get better." He pours me another one. So then I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I get to the thing. I I pick out a bottle. of. I remember it was Topaz tequila. It was like $12 a bottle. And I get to the register, and I'm like, ah, I have cash, but I don't have my ID. And he goes... He goes, it's all right. I find out July, I have shotgun.
2: <laughs> and he, I bet you he would have used it too. There's no doubt about it get, that get, he would have used
1: getting it. Getting pistol whipped by a guy, by, by a Russian guy who was just feeding you cognac would have been the cool, like, that's a story. It's all right. Do you know the uh, liquor store
2: in Angola near the railroad tracks? Yeah. Watched a couple
1: drug deals go down on the side of that building. That's hilarious. Well, that's Angola for you. Um, that's why North Collins was way better than Angola. Yeah, North Collins is all class. Lake Shore can Lake Shore can kick rocks. So all of these things about me, like I have all these stories. Doug has all these stories. Mm-hmm. But there's a guy in the Bills fan base. Like if we're breaking down Bills news for the week, before we get to the the crown jewel of conversation topics, the fucking real frustrating one, let's start with on a light note, Chris. The um. Can you imagine the story that Jason Gunther from West Seneca has now? First of all, you don't like Atlanta. No. Uh, The Atlanta airport. Are you a fan?
2: No. It's the worst airport in the world besides Philadelphia. It's the worst airport. I hate hate how it's set up. It's huge. I hate it.
1: So imagine being in the airport and finding out that the only flight leaving that day to Buffalo has been canceled. And you start making small talk with the other Buffalonians who are obviously stranded. And you realize one of them is fucking Sean McDermott. And then Sean McDermott pulls you aside and is just like, before these other guys figure it out, I got a plan. And you're just like, Chris, it, it doesn't matter what it is. At that point, you're in, aren't you? Yeah. If Sean McDermott looks at you and goes. He's a leader of men. I've got an idea. Follow me. Oh, OK. Does I don't care. I don't care where we're going.
2: No, because, yeah, because <laughs> at that point, like me personally, if I was him and I wanted to fly to Pittsburgh with the coach and then drive back home. I'm going to be ripped, so I'm just going to go. Let's go.
1: I don't care if he wanted to home alone this thing and find a rider van with a polka band in it. I'm fucking going. We're Gus, doing this.
2: Gus, What is it? Gus Zelinski? Like yeah.
1: The polka king of the Midwest. Polka,
2: polka. John Candy. Good dude. Man. In the yellow coat. In the yellow and red coat. Remember that thing? Uh, I wonder if they sell those. Uh, you got to be able to find that on eBay or Amazon or Etsy, something like that.
1: So so here's the question. What would you talk about for three hours home from Pittsburgh with with Sean McDermott?
2: You know what? I'm sure because all he gets – think about this. Think about every single day for that man, whether it's the media, just whatever. It's football, 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 football. I'd probably talk about something else. Like what? I'd probably ask him be like – so where's your? What's your family doing right now? What's your wife and kids doing right now? I'd be like, you don't think you'd come across like a creep? Absolutely not. I think you get personal with them. You know, the guy talks football twenty four seven. Wouldn't you like be like, well, you've been in Buffalo now a while. What else besides football? Like, what do you like about us? I've been here my whole life. I've lived in the city of Buffalo. I grew. I, I was born in the city of Buffalo. I went in the South Towns for high school. You know, we lived in South Buffalo together. Now we live in West Seneca. So we've been all we've been all over. I, that's what I'd probably would ask him about. Be like, "Does your family really like it here?" And like, like, what else do you like to do? Like, I know, he, I know, he golf's. I know he golf's. Which,
1: what, what, which one of these athlete Jerkovs doesn't golf? I don't golf. And I'm I pure, don't golf. I'm a pure athlete, and I don't golf. I don't. <laughs> and I don't golf. Here's the here's the not golfing. Golfing. Golfing can also kick rocks. Golfing and baseball.
2: Go, listen, I me, I see. This is why I think that we get along so well, and. When we die of old age, we'll still be friends the that day because of this. I'm maybe one of the few... I hate golf. Now, maybe it's because I play it once every three years, and I, I'm horrible at it, and I know that's a game that you have to actually practice and do, and maybe take a lesson if you want to get better. I don't want to do any of that. I don't want to go sit in the sun no. and hit a ball and walk. What? I don't want to do any of that.
1: See, now, as long as you keep a cocktail in my hand, I can do anything. But know that, like, the only golfing I do is scrambles, and that's because if I quit after hole eight and I just stop swinging the clubs and keep mixing drinks in the cart, no one's going to fight me on it. They're just going to let me do that. And think about yourself. The more you drink, you're just going to get madder and madder at yourself. Actually, I don't. I care less because I already cared nothing about golf. I've I've hit all of my balls into the trees. Like, literally, I took a tee shot, and they were like, no, go again. I wasted five balls on one tee. All in the woods. And they're like, okay, we well, just go find them. Nah. Right. And then I ran out of balls by like my sixth or seventh hole. And I was like, all right, guys. They go, oh, well, if you want to borrow one, I go, nah, don't do that.
2: Nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. I've, or- qui- I've quit before on like T11. I've quit before be like, hey, Doug, it's your turn. Nah, man, I'm I'm going to sit in the cart. I'll watch you guys. I got this pack of smokes. I'm, I'm now, okay.
1: Now, Chris, you have one of the worst personalities of anybody I know. And you don't know how to communicate with other human beings. What would you say to Sean McDermott if you're on a three hour car ride? Like, what would you two talk about? Or would you Politics. Mis- <laughs> you, you,
2: you, you know I'd what? Go right to politics. You'd be like, hey,
1: I know this guy, Ben Shapiro. You ever heard of him?
2: Chris, I could see you being like this. I could Holy see you sitting there shit. chewing a big wad of gum be like, so do you like LaBouche? How many LaBouche songs do you like? Fuck. Oh, <laughs> huh? I mean, not Coach McDermott. You're like, hey, Sean, what do you like to listen to? What do you like to do, man? What do you I, like I, to do?
1: My my fear would be is that I would start talking so much that I would exhaust all the normal, like you said, like to your family, like here, blah, 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 blah. The normal human but, being conversation. But the problem is, is I would exhaust those pretty quickly. And pretty soon it would turn into that rabbit hole. of Like, listen, we've been friends for 25 minutes.
2: You've like, been to the sundowner
1: yet. No, it's like, listen, you've been, to, you've been there. You've been across the border. It's like, listen, you're a multimillionaire. Don't tell me that there isn't a real, like, version of surviving the game out there. Come on. Like, you've done this before, right? Like, you've at least been invited. Someone's approached you and be like, hey, you want to go to an island and hunt a guy? Right. You're a multimillionaire. Obviously, that's what happens. Have
2: you been invited to one of those party, mansion parties in Los Angeles? Come on. Tell us. The Eyes
1: Wide Shut parties? Come on. Tell us. you have money. Obviously, you've done this. And he's going to be looking at me like, holy fuck. He'll just duck and roll. Right, just and I, right you know what? I can see you the doing. Side of the
2: I can see you doing. Be like, listen, man, you're not crazy. I've picked up things at Tim Hortons drive-throughs at three o'clock in the morning, Coach. I am not a proud man. You, your secret is you safe with say, me.
1: I'm a vault. All right, John, listen, man.
2: I am loyal, and I'll tell you the best best places in Western New York to get wings. All right, <laughs> that's what I'm telling you. And some of the places are going to be like Avenue Pub, 911 Tavern. You know what I mean? We're just going to have a good old time here. But, yeah, I'm not proud. You know what would be fun to ask McDermott in the car?
3: Can you rank from one being the worst and ten also being the worst who sucks the most among Buffalo media Ooh, and get that
1: ranking? <laughs> I just remember when Brandon Bean was joking not even joking, because they were like, "Well, what about articles saying this, this, and this, and this?" And Brandon Bean was like, he kind of laughed and said, "Well, you know that th- those those things are fun. You know, I look at them once in a while when I'm in the bathroom. You know." <laughs> he goes, "But ultimately, I don't let any of that. Like, I, none of that's real."
2: Well, I think it's got to be. Remember, he's come from. Let me get this correct. Philadelphia. And Carolina, correct? Yep. It's Philly, Carolina, Buffalo. Those are the three organizations he's been he's been with. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure it's got to be different for him and Bean. Maybe not so much in Carolina, but Philly's a pretty big market. But can you imagine being one of those coaches in like New York City or LA? They gotta have like 25 different talk show hosts. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? I don't even think Sean McDermott does radio spots outside of the season. Yeah, I'm pretty... I In the season, he does does one for, like, an hour. Because
2: I know they have him on. I think they have him on and Granado from the Sabres during the week. Yeah. I think they do it once or twice a week. And I know they do the roundup and stuff like that, but can you imagine... Listen, we
1: stopped listening to him talk because, Chris, we started doing our own press conferences, which the day you stop working on Sundays, we're bringing back. Allegedly. Don't don't think I didn't bring... I, I have that podium... You think that like the ability to live stream isn't something that we've like thank God technology's finally caught up with us? Yeah, We'll do it live.
2: Say you're You can watch say, me
1: chip my elbow in real time.
2: Say you're one of these head coaches and say you're in one of those big markets. Do you think that like Dayball now being in the Giants? Do you think he has to like contractually go on like 25, 30 different talk shows in New York City? Oh, I'm sure. Do you
1: think I'm, he well, has to? I think what it is is the team's PR department goes listen, we've already we signed you up for the What you most likely
3: do in that situation is you are obligated once a week to the radio station, whether it's the morning show or drive-time show, for the station that has the rights to the team. That's how that most likely works.
2: So say in a big market like New York, like obviously in Buffalo, WGR has those rights. WFAN. Okay. So- if they
3: have the Giants broadcast rights for radio then so do you think it's just
2: one one it's just one in every you think every market it's just one
3: yeah it's it's whatever affiliate
2: has the rights to the radio broadcasts because i remember like when we would go to we take those guy trips and we went to chicago we i got to go see wrigley i got to go to a couple games there and i remember my uncle dave leaving and he goes douglas turn on the radio he goes i want to hear uh, the sports about the game. I said, all right. So I turned on an AM station in Chicago. You know how you go to 550 and then you can go to like 930 and then there's like 1160 if you're a Yankees yeah, fan here. Yeah. <clears throat> Every, if you just press seek on your radio or tune and goes to the next station, it's another sports. It's another sports.
1: Oh, they it's have multiple. Sports. Like look at New York a, City. They've oh got Chris, God. how many does, how many do New York City have? There's WFAN. There's the
3: ESPN radio affiliate probably mm-hmm. got. yeah. CBS. I mean, I can look at that. I'll, yeah.
2: yeah. I'll give it a goog. Do you think some of these people who were let go from ESPN, you think they end up doing podcasts or they end up going to some of these affiliate radio stations? What do you think they do? I, what do you think
1: some of them do? Most of them can crawl under a rock and die for all I care. Like, what but do you think? St- like, <laughs> that's, like what, Okay, I'm being too candid. Like,
2: what do you think Steve Young does?
1: Steve Young. Here's the problem. The reason that they're not there is because you don't have... Like, look at this. People got mad when ESPN hired Pat McAfee, right? They hired Pat McAfee as they were laying off 20 people. And everyone goes, that's in bad form. That's in poor taste. I'm sorry. Pat McAfee is what sells right now. He's fantastic. You you know what Steve Young isn't? He's not on any... When you're listening, if you're listening to a broadcast and you hear Steve Young giving a critique of a play or if he's doing color, I bet you he's amazing. Seven. It- seven radio stations in New York City. Seven? That are sports. That's- wow. That- see? And that's p- because you've got the population size to support it. Right. Then Each station knows it's going to find a personality that resonates with someone. That's yeah.
3: according to my tuner... Radio.com. Okay. So that's
2: seven between... I mean, I'm, we're talking about football. So yeah. that's seven between the Jets and the Giants.
1: Yeah. yeah, Okay. So two football teams, so what, three and a half per team if you wanted to divvy it up? That's still three more than we have. So I'm just thinking about this, though. Those... Like, these guys aren't bad. It's just that what you do doesn't have a lot of value anymore. Yeah. Or at least it's been devalued by the fact that I... In fact, I was listening to a... ESPN radio was on. It was late at night. I was driving to Home Depot to pick up a new grill grate because I I left mine at the state competition. Iman and I did literally left it on the racetrack.
2: What's up, Iman? I love so you.
1: I leave this thing on the racetrack. I have to go buy a new one, and it's so it's probably about seven thirty at night as I'm okay. driving over there. And there's something on ESPN radio that's being played on WGR five fifty, and it's they're talking about this idea that. Amidst all these layoffs, the biggest problem is, is that you can listen to commentary. Like, look at, they just, like, uh, they, they gutted the basketball broadcast mm-hmm. for ESPN. Their basketball room is a totally different crew now. Gundy's out mm-hmm. and Gundy's out. The idea is that even if the commentary is brutal, it doesn't change viewership. People no. still watch the game. They uh, just don't enjoy it as much and they bitch about it on social, but it doesn't matter. They still watch.
2: I still I still pay and I just actually checked today cuz it just went through. I pay 218 a month to Verizon Fios. Mhm. I still have one of the few people who have cable. I will never get rid of cable because of sports. Okay. I won't. I won't. So I you're... don't want to stream it. I like that I have access to all the four major sports. On top of that, I'm not lying right now, you can go to my house right now with Verizon. I guarantee you, if you turn on one of the channels, you can watch cricket, you can watch rugby, you can watch. And pick-a-ball. I'll tell you what: Do you, you know can... how
1: much rugby I watched over the years? Swenson. shout out to Mike Swenson. It made me a Queensland Reds fan. I was getting up at three. My wife didn't understand why I was getting up at three twenty-five in the morning on Saturdays, putting on a putting on my kit, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there watching and I'm streaming it free because I'm. Well, actually, no, I got ESPN. I get ESPN Plus after a while because they started carrying the Reds games. Mm-hmm. And I would stream it, and I'd have a beer. And my wife's like, what? It's 3.30 in the morning. You're drinking a beer. I go, go back to bed.
2: The right. fuck are you doing? Go back to sleep. I'm up. I'm up. Go back to I'm sleep. I'm up
1: now. I will come back to bed when this is over, which is a lie because now I'm all fired up because I'm watching a sporting event and drinking beer.
2: Absolutely. I don't care what time <laughs> it is. Listen, when I'm getting ready for work at 5 a.m., okay? When I'm getting ready for work and I'm putting my uniform on, I'm a to you know what I've been watching lately? Japanese baseball. And I've been betting on it, too.
1: <laughs> of course you have. Either
2: the LG something, the Samsung something, the Mitsubishi crew, whatever it is, I'm betting on them. I'm betting on them. Whoever's the winner at the time, I'm making my bets. I'm the idea
1: is, it. is that I don't care who those commentators are. I just want to watch the game. And that's the way most people are. Right. And I think ESPN has figured that out along with trying to save cash and do all these things. They figured well, out.
2: Do they put all their eggs in one basket with McAfee? They gave him a nice contract. Huge. They gave him a great one. Now, I've watched him this past year on college football. I thought he was great. I like his podcast better. Well, yeah. I think him and AJ together are uh, hilarious, but they're also spot on because they're both obviously former athletes and had long careers. But so now
1: the idea is, is ESPN has to allow them to be that, and it's outside of their culture to do this. Right. So maybe this is a sign that everything's changing, and the problem is the Steve Youngs of the world are no longer what's it. True. Because Steve Young was very... He still was a company guy when it came to the Shield and when it came to the the game, and I'm going to carry myself a certain... And I'm not going to break this player down, or I'm not going to talk about this guy in a negative light because that's not what I'm here to do. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? That's not what sells.
2: Well, like... well. So I, I just don't understand how they can pick and choose different things like that. Like, okay, Steve Young maybe comes off as a little dry. You know, what I Dude, mean? they Stuff all like
1: do? That. Who well, else? No. Who else? There's a million other well, guys. Okay,
2: I'll give you the Look exact at the same person. list. I won't miss a one. Of them. Booger McFarland. opinion, is, is terrible. Blood. He's terrible, but he he's is hilarious.
1: Terrible. Chris, but, uh, the Booger Mobile. Remember the Pope Mobile? Yeah, that thing sucked. It was amazing. Hey, let's take one of the biggest guys on the staff. And let's put him on a chair and block everyone's view. Like Mr. Burns. Mr. Burns came up with that idea. Like, let's block out the game for this select group of people and then hold them hostage. Tell them, listen, if you don't, if you don't wire me $50 right now, I'm not going to move this fat guy out of your way. But I
2: think they fired them both, right? I think they fired Booger and him, right? They're they all. Keep, I know they got rid of Keyshawn. You know what d- I mean? D-
1: goodbye. See, this is what I mean, though. You're talking about a bunch of people who have no. I listen to that nonsense. I'm glad it's gone.
2: But that uh, Max Kellerman, that dude's been shit on. He has been. That Chris, dude has been. Yes. That dude has been shit on. Are
3: you a Max Kellerman guy? I mean, he's I don't have a specific opinion on him. I don't mind him at all. I mean, he's be, got your he's, hair. He
1: looks like an idiot. Be no, fine. He'll
2: be fine because he has boxing to lean on. He does. And his boxing knowledge is great. But, like, I don't know what the problem was with him and Stephen A. Smith. Because I lo- I'm a, I am a Stephen A. Smith fan. I do like him. I like his takes. I love that he hates the Cowboys. Like,
1: I basically. <laughs> That's I, the, petty, the pettiness of him against the Cowboys. When well, I like it because rough.
2: basically he all thinks of this. And he can't come out and say it, obviously, because you're going against a billionaire. But I think he thinks what a lot of people think in professional sports. Jerry Jones, I don't care if you're worth all this money. Why don't you let someone take the reins and fix you? You
1: know what I mean? I get it. So there's a lot of things, right? Like there's all these issues at ESPN. There's all these things that are affecting media right now. It's why podcasting is... it. Plus, podcasting is timely. Like, all these guys are going to go do their own podcasts because they can talk about shit in real time. Things that are happening the day that you're airing... the Like, the day it happens, you can go talk about it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to wait for some suit to tell you when you're allowed to take a time slot and go talk about a topic that you're passionate right. about. Or that matters. Like, like our, the, kind of the crown jewel of tonight's conversation. Here we are, we're all sitting around... I have my first cup of coffee of the day. I settle into my desk. I'm doing my work. My phone starts buzzing and then it buzzes again and then it buzzes a fifth time and I go, what the fuck? And I think it's this like I'm looking through my I'm like who it's early. What is happening? And it's people freaking out messaging me about the fact that Naheem Hines is done for the season.
2: That sucks man like and did you so
1: so we get to come on this podcast and talk about it the day it happens which i absolutely love which is timely and that's the, the freedom you get when you're not on the corporate tit. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have a salary, but you get freedom to do whatever you want when you want to. You can respond to things in real time, and that maybe makes you better. Maybe it makes you more valuable. Maybe it maybe you find another type of value out of that.
2: Well, I like. I mean, I'll speak for myself. I won't. You know, I don't speak for anyone else because um, everyone's so different, which is great. You get different opinions. I like the podcast better personally. Because I just want someone to be real. Yeah. When you're getting into a debate, or let's say Chris is getting into Chris, a debate Chris, how many people came
1: on sports radio? Here's a, here's a better way to frame what you're about to ask. I love you. I love you. So, Chris, when you were working in morning radio and the morning show would do interviews, first of all, how many of them seemed genuine, like, authentic versus prepped kind of canned responses, typical kind of... You know what I mean? You know what I'm talking about. It's the podcast vibe versus what radio has been for years.
3: It's it's dependent on whether if it's a phone interview or if it's an in-person interview. In-person interviews seem to me be more genuine. When I was at 790 The Zone in Atlanta, there were two interviews I remember specifically because I had to go, as the intern, I had to go get them because it's before 8 o'clock, no one's... Down at the front desk. So, you need a key to get up. So, I have to go down and get Cal Ripken Jr. and um, Patrick Warburton was the other one that I had to do. He played putty on Seinfeld, for those that don't <laughs> know. So, those interviews. The eight ball yeah. says yes. Those were more genuine interviews than like a, a phone interview. Because, like, sitting in the control room when a phone interview ends, the producer is waiting for has his hand on the phone and the button for the host to send off the guest so he can grab the call and then thank the guy again and the host is just like rolls off like
1: on to the next yeah
3: like on the next okay cool we just we just interviewed uh matt ryan whoop-dee-doo on, see, to the, on to so, the next one.
2: Now, see, though, it's cool, though, because, like, okay, so I'm not around that. You've lived that life. So, like, I could just hear it in their voice. And this is the first time I'm sitting at work. Okay, I'm on a 3 to 11 shift at work. So I'm listening to show up in the Bulldog after 3 o'clock. And this is when the Bills really started getting these prime time games, like a year and a half ago, two years ago. And they had Al Michaels on. You could hear, and I can't, I can't see anything. I'm just listening on AM radio sitting in a van. And you could hear the excitement in both of their voices. It would be like you two sitting here and you get to talk to Al Michaels. You know what I mean? And he just talked like you could hear their excitement like, oh, my God, I can't believe we're talking to someone like
1: that. But now here's the thing. The only thing I want to talk to Al Michaels about are podcast topics that can't be on radio. I want to talk about all I want to know from him is what was working with John Madden? Like, how fucking crazy was that? Mm-hmm. Like, the time he got m- to mustard on his tie and brought it up in the middle of a broadcast, and Al Michaels just had this look in his face like, am I on drugs? What's happening? Am I being punked? He looked at the camera like, what? What, mm-hmm. what is this? I'm a professional broadcaster. Well, and so all of, and that is to, that. all of that is to say they will be fine because podcasting really is where they're going to go shine or fail. The, the the media and it's open to everybody. The name alone will get them; it'll get them time. That's true. Now that's true. We have to talk about Heinz. Nahim Heinz gets hit by a fucking jet ski.
2: Mine in his own business. Now this is
1: what I want to. I want to start with this because there's a lot of people out there who haven't heard that aspect of it yet, or don't know about it, or didn't realize that that was part of the impact. And it
2: is a torn ACL. They said. <sighs> Tom Pelissero, I believe, oh, did God. confirm that it is. An, yeah, it is a, ACL. It is ACL.
1: So imagine. Like, because someone I, I saw someone on social media. Was was that,
3: it, does that headline start "Florida Man"? D- it, Flo- Florida, Florida Man, Man hits hits,
1: hits gentleman hit, hits, a, hits, uh, jet ski. hits NFL running back with jet ski. What bad luck! So now here is what I was going to say. <laughs> I've seen some hot takeery They go jet ski. Oh fucking! This is why you shouldn't be
0: fucking. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate Just go to Indeed.com slash wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Do you realize that, first of all, I get it, jet skis, not the safest thing in the world. Any water sports. I, that, uh, what do you mean? I own one. Look at this. Yeah, I know. I'm safe. I know. You're the guy. You're the guy I'm worried about. So... But here's the thing. It's no different than you walking across the Wegmans parking lot and some geriatric with the sun in your eyes just plows into you with her at, at 15 miles an hour. In their Chevy F- Cruze. F- funny story. I got hit by a Dodge Neon once doing like three and a half, four miles an hour. What color was it? It was like one of the, the like shitty gold colors. With rust on it somewhere? Yeah. I love it. And I dented the whole hood in. Yeah. <laughs> like,
2: what do you think some Mercedes got, is going to hit you, Drew? You got you got, me Nisa, like, you got old um, Nissan written all
1: over you. He's trying to cut through the parking lot and just like got under me a little bit. And it was like, "Bo!" and fell onto the car, but at the time I was still in my prime. I was like 300 and like 35 pounds, And just it's a Neon. Like, I crushed that Dodge dude's hood. I, I just demolished that guy's hood. I believe it. It was one of the funniest things in the world. I believe it. Other than, like, once the shock of someone just hit me with a vehicle wore off, you're like... <clears throat> Were you mad? It was more shock. And then when I saw the guy's car and I realized how apologetic he was, I was like, I think he got the worst of this one. See, as <laughs> soon as you...
2: See, like, again, now how... I've known you for so long, but as soon as, like, you say that to me, you know what I think of instantly? <laughs> Is when um, Jonah Hill gets hit in um,
1: super bad. Super bad when he's in the parking
2: <laughs> lot, and that dude backs into him. So,
1: yeah. So, this is the thing. It's no different than you walking across the parking lot in Wegmans and just getting hit by somebody. But it's a
2: shitty break for it's, him.
1: It's a bad break. A terrible and it's terrible break for terrible him. It's terrible when you consider that he just renegotiated his contract. Changed it into a one-year deal, lessened the guaranteed money, yeah. made everything team-friendly, and then this happens. You figure he's how old? I mean, Chris, can you pull up some of the charts for me? Because we have a lot to go over. Um, first of all, I'm going to need the Our Lads a chart, and I'm going to need the Free Agent Market picture, Spow track, It's all there in the notes. Just go to the free agent filter, Free Agent Tracker and filter for me. So, Doug, here's what I'm looking at now. Obviously, there's there's a human element to the game. I feel really bad for Hines. Terrible, because this team traded for you, right? Like they traded for you because they wanted you, and then said, "Hey, we still want you. You just need to take less money." Mm -hmm. But we have a plan for you. Brandon Bean says we think he can be a bigger part of the offense. We're we're excited about what this can be, and what he's only 26 years old. So this is the thing. He's not ancient. It's a bad break. Terrible. At the same time, it is. Think think about all the people who get killed. I know. Chris Free Agent Tracker. Hit that up. Yep. And then filter for available running backs. So here's here's the thing. He will have a future. The question is, how long does it take? Where does it happen? I feel bad that he has to answer those questions. I'm hoping that the team does the right thing. <clears throat> right? Like. I get it. There's parts of his guaranteed money they could withhold. For cap purposes, they could void certain things in order to. But considering he's a guy that they didn't. Considering he's a guy that they, they wanted to bring back and worked with him and his agent to bring back. I yeah. assume there'll be a little bit of goodwill there.
2: I mean, I think there should be. But, I mean, on the other hand, it's too. It's a business. Yeah, 100%. I mean, does it suck? Yeah, it sucks. You want to see these guys make their money, you know what I mean? Of course it does,
1: but... So, so so with that in mind, then the question immediately, like, like so as we kind of walk away from this idea of, like, listen, as a person, I feel bad for Nike Minds. Yeah, really it sucks. Do. Also, as the fan, I look at it and go, what does my football team do here? Now, Chris, if you want to go ahead and hit me with that depth chart... <clears throat> In house options, when you think about who makes sense as a returner, obviously I've heard, I've already heard a lot of people talk about Hardy. Mm-hmm. But you don't pay $8 million a season for a kick returner.
2: No, especially when they've adjusted these uh, rules every other year. No, for- to devalue that yeah, position. Yeah, absolutely not. No,
1: no. Chris, do you recall, and this is the one thing I keep saying for everybody who goes, well, Hardy can just slot in there. Do you guys recall when it wasn't working out in 2021 with Isaiah McKenzie being our kick returner? It just wasn't going well. Mm-hmm. He did ball security issues. Uh, the, the Indianapolis Colts, great example. They, they played it on hard knocks. How in their special teams meeting, They openly talked about his ball security issues in in Indy's special teams group and talked about how they were going to use that against him. And sure enough, he fumbled and put him on the six-yard line that led to a touchdown. Mm -hmm. So we weren't doing well. And towards the end of that year, the coaching staff said, fuck it, we'll let Micah Hyde stand back there and fair catch every single punt. We're not even going to try to return him. And he's got some
2: good hands for that. He's got ball security for that.
1: And this is the thing. So I think when people just assume, like, well, they'll slot Hardy in there. You've now not not only do you know your coach sometimes doesn't give a shit. Also, for as much as he cares about special teams, also, they've further devalued what a kick returner is. Mm-hmm. Realistically, a punt returner this day and age is more valuable than a kick returner. Yeah. Is that where you want your $8 million investment being placed? Is no, absolutely Or not. is he just seeing snaps there as a placeholder with the directive of, hey, take it if you can, but also like just feel free to fair catch yeah, whenever because it if, doesn't matter.
2: I don't care if you're at the varsity level like I was at, if you're coaching whatever college level you want or the NFL. if I would assume that if you're a special teams coach, even the head coach, that whoever's returning a kickoff or a punt, in my head – the more important thing than a big play is ball security. Just get the ball. I get want me the possession. ball put it in
1: Josh Allen's hands. I, yes. That's what he gets if paid all that fucking it, money
2: for. If you return it for a big return or a touchdown, cherry on top. It is. You secure that punt when they're Bring in your in. face. That's why I like when Hyde does it. He's It's ball security. Hyde That's goes, listen, I'll
1: stand here. I don't give a fuck. I'm going to fair catch everything. You're never going to drop I'll it. never forget this because I,
2: I go back after we go to the games. I go back and I'll watch the game. And there was one. It was the night game that Miami was here. Okay. When we lost the lead in the third quarter and we yep. ended up winning. There was a punt that Miami did. It hit Heinz's face mask, and he still controlled the ball. Yep. When I saw that, I watched the play like four times. When I saw him do that, like, and I even did the slow-mo, it hit his mask on like the 18-yard line and he still brought it in, that's what I want. Yep. I don't care that he could return it another 80 yards almost for a touchdown. I don't mm-hmm. care about that. I want the safety in my head knowing that that ball is going to be caught. Chris, what would you rather possession. do? Take
1: a guy who's a, 75%, who's a 75% to catch it, or do you want the guy who's never going to give you anything but will put the ball in Allen's hands every time?
3: mm. Like, don't want the ball in Allen's hands. Yeah, you
1: want the ball in Allen's hands because right. that's what. Listen, that's what we're all fucking doing. here. Like, right. That's why. That's what we're doing here. If we Buffalo were the two
2: thousand Ravens, maybe I'd go the other way <laughs> and I'd want to get yards wherever I could.
1: Yeah, That's you know? that's fair. So, with that in mind, you take a look at what we have in house to fill this beyond Deontay Hardy because I don't like that idea. I think that you paid him to be a part of the offense. Mm-hmm. Ikes, and everyone goes, well, he we can do both. I, Sean McDermott has gone on record and said he doesn't like doing that yeah. Because he said he goes Then if we suffer an injury at kick returner Now we're injured in two spots And that's two things I have to shuffle and figure out He likes a guy who does a job If anything I think if there's a guy on the roster That benefits the most It's Khalil Shakir, Shakir And it down. sucks that it happens that way But also that's how Tiki Barber got his start Tiki yeah. Barber was only Allowed to play mm-hmm. what Was it uh, Pip? Mm-hmm Duke yeah. got do got hurt? Yeah. And no, who was the, who was the running back that went down for the Giants? For the Giants. And then Tiki Barber was allowed to start. Had such a good start, they gave him another one, and gave him another one, and all of a sudden he had... It wasn't Ron Dane. I was just
2: gonna go Ron
3: Dane.
1: Ron, Ron <laughs> Dane. What is Ron
2: Dane doing right now? What kind of restaurant does Ron Dane own right now? Is it? Can I hold on, Chris? You, you got to look this selling up. Selling
1: insurance.
2: Some place no. in the country. Is there a Ron Dane Burger? There's uh ron
3: ron dane chicken and waffle oh dude where is ron where is ron dane,
2: dane? god i hope
1: marketing it's... and communications manager bang i was like he's a he's a
2: It <laughs> went back to the university of wisconsin look at him look work, working for the university yeah. wow all right wow good for you Good for you. See they had um they had Phil Hansen on. I remember this is a couple years back. They had Phil Hansen on GR and they were asking him questions if he still hangs out with anyone, who's the most like successful person that they've talked to, like an ex-teammate of theirs. You know who he said? Hmm. Ted Washington. He said Ted Washington owns like Oh yeah, doesn't he own like he owns 30 like franchises? Popeyes. Yep. He owns, like, a crap ton of Popeye's chickens. And and Phil Hanson's like, he goes, look at him. So if you guys listen
1: to our uh, training camp kickoff show, you will talk to Reed Ferguson. It's going to come up during the interview. Him, it turns out that he and uh, ah, the fullback there. Damn it, I can't think of his name. It's right there. Reggie Gilliam have been trying to get the rights to open a Canes. A raising canes here in Buffalo, oh. and he goes, "You have no idea how difficult this is." My he shit, goes, Elizabeth. "We're two guys with a lot of cash. We'd like to open a food right. restaurant." And he goes, "This has been a process." Yeah,
2: my sister, you, you know, Chris, how, how excited on a scale one by to by ten that.
1: if Reed and Reggie Gilliam opened a raising canes here in Buffalo?
3: I mean, who do you think is going to be the general manager, Drew Gear?
2: How, <laughs> how, Chris? <laughs> I've never, I've never had it. How is it? It's, it's good. How's was, that sauce?
3: For me, when it goes to like chicken restaurants, fast food chicken restaurants, Chick Fil A is obviously one. Number two for me is Zaxby's. Okay, and then I would
2: put Raising Cane's third. Okay, now is it just their fingers? Or see, when I judge fried chicken, it's only fingers. It's only all you can get. Do they have a sandwich?
3: No, they only have like three things on the menu. Oh, okay. It's just chicken fingers.
1: So the idea of so this idea, right? That. Khalil Shakir's path to the roster just got easier. Mm-hmm. The, the Bills signed Darrington Evans today at wide receiver. Great. Does, Chris, can you Google it? Does Darrington Evans have any kick return experience? Who is this? Darrington Evans. D-A-R-R-Y-N-T-O-N-E-V-A-N-S. I think I spelled that right. Just give it a goog. Separate tab. Let me know what you find. Does Has he ever taken any kick returns? The reason I ask... Is because I a part of me wonders if the reason. Okay, here we go. Pro football reference. What do we got? Uh, okay, go down. Hang on. Rushing and receiving.
2: Yeah, he's a return specialist. Okay,
1: so he was drafted to be a running back and return specialist. So, okay, kick and part returns. There we go. He had 2020 and 2021, he had nine kick returns in 2020 and one kick return in 2021. No punt. He has no punt return experience. He has 10 career kick returns. So for everyone who goes, Oh, he has 10 more than me.
2: (laughs) That's not, he has 10 more than me. How can you be? How can you have return specialist
0: in your title,
2: and you have 10, you don't have a touchdown. Your longest return in your career is 31 yards. Okay? I watched a New England Patriot lineman return it for 60-something yards. You remember that? You remember that when he was, what was it, versus
1: Green Bay? It was one of the greatest, they called it one of the, like, fat guy scooping runs is the, it's the and he almost scored the touchdown, and then got cut down, like, six yards.
2: You cannot be a return specialist when you have 10 more returns than me you can't i'm so you can't i'm sorry you can't
1: so so this is my thought i think that the signing of darrington darrington evans was more of a knee-jerk reaction to we need a body in the depth chart to take up those lower whatever this isn't and maybe they'll give him some run but clearly he's not a shoe in to no. be your return specialist.
2: There is zero chance that that dude who they just signed. Is so obviously.
1: then Chris, if you go back and you look at the rest of the roster, there is nobody else. Like, they talk about Cook. Like, if you look at OurLads.com, they have Cook listed as one of the backups. No, you
0: have Shakir in, and Hyde.
1: In a perfect world, you don't want Cook anywhere near that job. Now, some of that's on Cook. Cook has to prove he can do that. But it's there it is. There's Khalil Shakir's path to the roster and seeing snaps in a meaningful capacity for this football team.
2: Oh, it just made it I mean, more so. There is there was zero chance even before this injury that Shakir was gonna be left off this roster. There no, was there was zero chance. But, but think this of this is too job though, now, Security. Now. You're right, but think of this too. So there's eighteen games. Think God, of, this is
1: terrible. Iman, you brought this into the thing. I can't drink it.
2: What is it? Good God, it's an
1: ice house. Taste that.
2: God. Iman brought this? Iman. That's skunky.
1: Iman, I don't know what you do over there.
2: You know what that tastes like? Beer we drank at Dr- Jeff Lavallo's house in Lackawanna. That, oh my Lovallo's God. House. That's terrible. So think of this. So there's 18 games, okay? How many, with the new rules, how many kickoffs do you think actually the Bills are going to return?
1: Oh, well, Chris, the new rules basically shut this down. So, how many?
2: uh, Give me a ballpark. What do you think? 18 games with how good of our defense is. How many returns, actual returns, do you think we have in 18 weeks? I'm not talking just kneeling it and we getting the ball at the 25. Not talking that. How many returns do you think we actually have?
1: Okay, hang on a second.
2: I don't
3: know, like less than 30?
2: I think it's way less than 30. I'm with you. I think it. I think somewhere in, between like 15 and 25. Sure. Returns. I, I think it's less than two dozen.
3: It's like almost it's going to come down to like there's like a situation where I don't know, maybe there's 13 seconds okay. left and, hey, and onside kicks hey, don't yeah. count. The,
1: okay. In 2022, according to uh, ProFootballReference.com, kick and punt return league averages per game. Kick returns. There are right now, across all 32 football teams last year, 1.9 returns per game on kickoffs. Say that again? 1.9 average per game.
2: So 1.9 over the 18, so what, that's a little more than two dozen?
1: That's a little more than two dozen for the course of a season. The whole year. And that's if you think you have a good returner.
2: And that's before And that's the before rule change.
1: the rule change. So So now after the rule change, you're sitting here going, wait a minute, I'm gonna shuffle the deck for what? I'm gonna put a bunch of resources and kill myself trying to fill a roster hole that realistically This guy might return one kick where it's actually advantageous for my football team to do so. One time in an entire game, and everyone's like, oh, well, man, who are they going to sign? Fucking nobody. (laughs) Nobody is the answer. (laughs) They'll put Chris back there and go, hey, Chris, do you know how afraid you are to get fucking tackled by one of these guys? Just catch the ball.
3: Chris, would you be scared? I'll take it like Knoxville. Would you be scared? (laughs) Jackass. Would you be be scared? (laughs) He'd be
1: like Johnny Knoxville with bulls. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Dude, that
1: guy, he no. got messed up, though. I wouldn't. I'd he has be- got erectile dysfunction from getting hit by a bull.
2: He is. Well, yeah, it's 2023. Take a pill. He said
1: he's like, no, he said he goes, even with the pills, like, sometimes it just doesn't work. He goes, like, the doctor said it's not. He goes. It's not even a chemical imbalance. There's just nothing they can do. They were like, your body's just <laughs> taking so much punishment. Some of your stuff just c- doesn't work.
2: I can't believe you brought that up. This is the second time in a week I've had to have this conversation. So one of my buddies goes like this, to me. He goes, oh, No. He goes like this. He goes, because we're in our, we're what? I'm 37. You're 37 or 38? 38. Okay. So he goes to me, comes. To that kid. guy's
1: 39 tomorrow.
2: So Chris, this guy comes up to me who I work with, and he goes, Can I ask you a question? I go, Yeah. He goes. Your shit still work? I'm like, yeah. He goes, what are you going to do when it doesn't? I go, not freak out because we're in the 21st century and I'll fucking call my doctor and say, hey, guess what? I'm 48 now. Blue pill. Like, why do you freak out about that stuff? I I, don't know. I never would freak out about that in my life. Listen, would I don't you,
1: care about anything.
2: Would you ever freak out about that?
1: No. Instead, what I would do is I'd, I'd just be like, well, Oh, my favorite is this thing—these ads where they're like, "Well, it's hard to talk to a doctor about this." So no, like, one go ate? on. So go on an app. Be like, do you know the uncomfortable conversations I've had with my doctor? I approach him with stuff where he goes, Jesus, stop talking to me.
3: Yeah, it would be great if Blue Chew could sponsor the show. If <laughs> Blue Chew
2: that would yeah. be that would be fantastic. Listen, you don't have this problem, Chris. You're a normal sized human being. Mm-hmm. I am overweight. I have my doctor. She comes in. She goes. This is exactly what she does. She goes like this with my file. She goes, Well, I want to yell at you. I go. I hear want in there, <laughs> and a butt coming on. She goes, your triglycerides levels are good. Your cholesterol is good. Um, your blood pressure is good." I go, "So, so basically, he's." She goes, "You don't need a CPAPs machine. Naps with CPAPs." I go, "Chris, I he's,
1: uh, what's his face? Uh, got good genes. He's baby Bert Kreischer. Yeah. Yes, he's a, he's a, he's a less successful Bert Kreischer." So when you look at the kick return, <laughs> less successful. So when you look at the so when you look at the averages, they're gonna skew. I hope you get AIDS <laughs> one day. <laughs> it might already have happened. Thanks for sharing a drink with me. So they literally are going to decrease in, in number, the kick returns. Mm-hmm. And the punt returns, realistically, to your point, all you want is ball secured and a punt return. Because all it. I'm trying to do is get the. I'm not looking for punt return touchdowns. What I'm looking for is to get the ball in my quarterback's hands safely. Right. If you can make a little bit of hay, great. If not, just get the ball. Mm-hmm. We have guys who can do that. Realistically, there are no big moves coming. Right There aren't. That's why Darrington Evans is the signing. Like that's it, because Chris, if you go ahead and pull up what's left out there on the running back market, not many of them do the returning. L- look at this. Who who are you bringing in? Everyone goes. Well, we got to replace what we lost. No, you don't. No, you don't. You were the you were the second best offense in football in terms of scoring points.
2: I mean, what if you had to pick off of that list that's in front of us? I mean, well,
1: first of all, who's playing for the money we can offer? Taiwan Jones. Oh, okay, great. You want to bring him back again?
2: I don't think J.D. McKissick's ever coming here after what he did oh, last year. Oh, I off think
1: season. he burned that bridge. You know what I mean? Uh, Kareem Hunt, uh, I mean, I guess, but also, Chris, click his market value thing there on SpowTrack. You know, let's just look, one? Uh, for Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Just but, out of curiosity. But I like so, that. No, 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 go back. If you go back, kick back a notch. Okay, on the right-hand side, it says market value. Click that. $7 million? No, way. There's zero <laughs> chance.
2: Listen, you said it perfectly. You said that the role has been reduced. Now, that's by the league's decision, by the new rules. So why would you invest in that? I'll tell you this right now, and I hate it because I actually like him. You know what I mean? I don't dislike him at all. We will never see Nain Himes in a Buffalo Bill's jersey again.
1: It's probably fair. I, I, I feel bad. And that's crappy. That's I feel bad. terrible. But the reality is, is that what you do well has been grossly devalued, and then you have this injury. I hope that things are better. I hope the team does give him a second look. I hope things go better. I'm not worried at all about what we do at this position, because, A, if they just want someone who's fast and who they're trying to groom and they want a body who they don't have to pay a ton of money, they already have a Khalil Shakir. Right. You don't need to plug Deontay Hardy into that role. You have a guy who can fair catch most balls and then when he feels like he has a lane, can take off and run because he's got four, legit 4-4 four, four speed. Mm-hmm. Good, great, wonderful. Do that for me with Khalil Shakir. Mm-hmm. Because you to your point, he's not getting cut anyway. No. So with that in mind, all of this is just, like, it sucks for the players involved. Because I, I guarantee you the guys in that special teams locker room are going to miss him.
2: Oh, sure, Hines, absolutely.
1: Uh, he, even though he's only 26, he's a veteran presence because he's been in the NFL for so long. Mm-hmm. He's done the special teams role for so long. The, in that special teams room, he's valued. Right. You know, We're going to be talking to Reed Ferguson about that. It's just one of those dynamics where there's a guy who can do the job and he's already getting paid. And you already want that... him active on game days. And you paid Deontay Hardy to be your slot receiver because you didn't think... Shakir was ready to step into that role. Now, that doesn't mean he won't ever, but you still didn't think he could. So don't you want to get some something for your money?
2: I think you do, but on the in other a kick hand, kick
1: return capacity.
2: But on the other hand, too, like if I'm being, I'm not thinking about you know the upside or his shortcomings of Shakir. I'm giving this offense as many weapons as I can. As many different options as I can. Sure. And no one in any sport, uh, I got too many goal scorers. I got too many good three-point shooters. I (laughs) got too many good defenders. No one's ever said that in any of the four major sports. No one's ever said that.
1: The Toronto Maple Leafs, aren't aren't they the team that said, hey, I can never have too many goal scorers? They are like, oh, you well, you need some guys with grit. You need some defensemen. And they were like, fuck it. No, what I need is guys who can each get no, 60 points.
2: No, I'm going to give up a first-round pick for McCabe and bring him in for Chicago. That's how we're going to win the cup. Fuck Toronto. I can say that. They suck.
1: Chris, isn't the dynamic, isn't the dynamic kind of the same? Yeah, it is. So with that in mind, I think we are going to be fine. It's terrible for the human being. The Buffalo Bills are going to be fine. I love the fact that other fan bases are chirping on social media about yeah. how, like, oh wow, see, the Bills' time is over. Bills' time is over. What?
2: Bills. That's what, what have you right, done? Right, right. It's like those ESPN analysts. Nope. They didn't. Not one of them picked the Bills. I know. I love good, it. Good. Good. I love it.
1: Good. You, you whatever. Know, you know who that resonates with? Sir claps a lot. Can you imagine if that had aired, Chris? If that had aired, and then you were driving him home for three hours in a car. Mm-hmm. Dude, you you couldn't get him fired up over that just innocuously mentioned. Be like, so, Sean, I guess you guys are going to finish in the basement of the AFC. Right. That's what I heard on ESPN. And just see, just watch the way he reacted Un- now there's no there's no microphones there's no- see that's what I would have see, said okay
2: now all right well now you know me you know me so like this so I'd be in Mcdermott's truck right This someone like me and I'm trying to be civil everything like that but you know me I don't care how you put your pants on we're all the same i don't care i don't get intimidated by people's power I don't care after I get to know him and stuff like that I'm gonna look at him after I roll down the window and crack a smoke in his rented truck i'm gonna look at him and be like 13 seconds huh Come on bro Really What happened I'm going to break his balls We got we got nothing Cuz he's a guy he Come on You are an alpha male leading nothing. alpha males You can get your balls broke So I'm going to do it big 13 seconds bro
1: Chris nothing would be funnier if this if the actual story that played in the news after that like if it was Doug instead of Jake Gunther um they go hey West Seneca-Cheek the man beat up by Sean McDermott on the side of the 90. <laughs> Sean McDermott just pulls over and boxes his ears.
2: Sean McDermott handcuffed with, par- with lit parliament in
1: mouth. <laughs> it's a picture of him getting put in the back of the car. He's like, I'm not sorry for what I did to that fat guy. Dog, I love you. <laughs> Christ. This uh, has been fun. I'm glad we got to talk about this. See, this is why all those assholes at ESPN are going to be fine. Yeah, They're going to get right. to talk about things on the day they happen in real time, but also get to put some nuance and their own spin on it. They're all going to be fine, unfortunately, because some of them should probably trip and fall down a flight of stairs. But I digress. For at least right now, we got to get the hell out of here. I'm Drew Gear. That's Chris Krueger. That's Doug Roloski. This has been your Rock Rockpile Report.